Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You gotta get speed. Demon speed. Speed's what we need. We need greasy, fast speed. From the words of another true Philadelphian, the great Mickey from Rocky. Talking about the Eagles' need for speed at wide receiver. Coming up on 7 o'clock here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ed Banken here with you with a very special guest on the line. We talked about trying to get some normalcy. I will say one thing as we bring our next guest on. Just calling this gentleman's phone and getting his voicemail today and hearing that voice made me feel a lot better. Joining us now is the voice of the Eagles, the one and only Merrill Reese. Merrill, welcome. Good to talk to you again. Hi, Ed. It's always nice to speak with you. You know, I enjoy listening to you, and I think you do a wonderful job. Thank you so much. And, again, I mentioned just getting to hear your voice made me think back to a simpler time today. How are you holding up, and are you, I guess, locked down at home like the rest of us, and is everybody happy and safe? Yeah, we're we're uh, safe, <laughs> not happy. <laughs> it's a situation going on in the world, but we are safe and healthy and, uh, you know, keeping our fingers crossed that we all get through this thing and that uh, it, it disappears sooner than later. But uh, it's it's a big unknown right now, but I hope that when summertime comes, we can look back through the rearview mirror and put this nightmare behind us. Let's hope so, certainly. And I know you've had breaks in your career. We had the strike in 82, which wiped out a good portion of the season. You had one week in 87 and three weeks of replacement players. We had one week after 9-11. Uh, how much can you sympathize with your fellow announcers, the likes of the Scott Franskis of the world, who, when their season's supposed to be starting or getting to the stretch drive, they're sidelined right now? Well, I, I feel badly for them, but I felt badly for everybody right now because there are businesses suffering and there are people suffering in hospitals, and there, there are a lot more things that are important in, in life than than just the games that we broadcast. So certainly I can commiserate with them, but I, I realize that in the overall picture, the most important thing is for this nation and this world, this entire world, to get through this pandemic so that we can go on and live healthy, productive lives. 
Absolutely. And, and Merrill, I think even though it's the offseason for the NFL, we're seeing that the first reaction was shock with these other sports and then everyone kind of settled in saying, OK, this is what we have to do. And I, I think you get the same sense certainly with the Eagles in the NFL that there was that shock to begin with and then it's OK, let's hunker down and, and let's do what's necessary to get through this. Well, that's a little bit different because they are in an off season, And I'm really happy that they were able to conduct business as usual as far as the free agency is concerned. I, I said business as usual. I stopped that and say business because it's not as usual where the acquisitions would be coming in and going through personal meetings and physicals and press conferences. So that's different. But at least there's been something to talk about, something to keep us from focusing on this pandemic 24 hours a day. It's been a bit of a respite. And uh, at the moment, the plans for the draft beginning on April 23rd have not been altered, except that the fact that it's going to be a television event without crowds and, and spectators being present. Do you think it might bring you back to the old days of the draft where everybody sat before it became this phenomenon where we all sat by the phone and waited to hear who, who picked who? You know, as long as I can remember, um, there was always there was always an audience. It used to be uh, done uh, in New York, I think, at the Hyatt Regency or in the in the and around the auditorium. I can remember somewhat of an audience. Now, it did occur before then in the in the old days of Bert Bell, <laughs> who was the NFL commissioner, and he was stationed in Philadelphia. So it really would be Bert Bell in an office, the other owners calling in. But uh, as, as much as you may find this hard to believe, that was even long before me. <laughs> it is hard to believe. I'll give you that. And as Chris Kramer said, they had to bring their books. They had to prepare. So we might see a little of that this year. And Well, you know, uh, the late Jimmy Gallagher, who for many years was the Eagles public relations director, but he had so many different titles. He was the traveling secretary. And at one point in his illustrious career, he was the Eagles personnel director. And he said what they used to do before the draft is get together in a room with all of the college football magazines that they could find. And they'd look and they'd they'd look at different players and they'd say, hey, this guy looks pretty good. Let's draft him. And they draft this 6'3 tackle from San Diego State and they they make that draft pick. And a week later, he would come in by train and he turned out to be 5'9". On 188 pounds. <laughs> well, luckily, through the power of technology, things are a little different. At least they, can get, different. they get FaceTime. So uh, let us switch gears to the Eagles a little bit here. And, uh, Merrill, I think the biggest name, one way or the other, that created the most stir this past week was Malcolm Jenkins. Of course, we know what he meant to this team, to this city, on and off the field. Surprised that they couldn't find a solution, or maybe not surprised, considering we heard how he kind of indicate that he may have to get a little less sentimental. I wasn't surprised. Uh, I've, I've been through a lot of business uh, over the past 44 years, and I was there when Brian Dawkins moved on to Denver. So it, it, I can't tell you that it surprised me. I would have liked to have seen Malcolm Jenkins, the Eagles, reaching the cord, but to say that I was shocked, uh, no. And if you go back to the, the final Eagles press conference that, that turned out to be a very strange press conference, but Doug Peterson said the wide receiver coach, the offensive coordinator were coming, you know, that they did a great job and they'd be back. And a day later, that entire thing slipped. But 
one of the things that Howie Roseman said at that media conference, Ed, was that they had to get younger and he had to put sentiment aside. And that told you that there were going to be some tough decisions made strictly on the business side of things and what he felt was best long range for this football team. Talking, of course, with Mel Reese about Malcolm Jenkins, and there seems to be an indication that it is now Jalen Mills' position at the safety spot. Do you feel he has the speed, the range? you think that's a position which he played in college that he could settle in on the pro level? Well, I think he's a very good football player, but I don't think that's a given anymore because they've also picked up Will Parker. Right. And I think he's going to compete for that position. I don't think anything is a lock. One thing is a lock who's going to be one of the starting corners. That's Darius Slay. And I, I think a lot of fans were waiting for that big move, seeing a lot of guys leave and maybe some, some more lower-level players being signed. How much of a boost is he going to help that secondary? I think it's big. I think it's really big to have a, a three-time All-Pro back there and a guy who we saw intercept a pass from Carson Wentz. That was the first career interception of Wentz that went into the hands of Darius Slay. But he's a ball hawk. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Asante Samuel. He just has a nose for the football and great ball skills. And I think that's a great big addition to this team. There were some other moves made, Mel, particularly on the defensive side, uh, some lower-level moves, if you will, a linebacker, some help uh, in the middle of the defensive line, too. Are these death moves the kind of moves that we've seen as certainly help teams in the past that are going to give this team a little boost? Well, I don't know about that, but the other impactful move is the, the signing, I think, of Javon Hargrave from the Pittsburgh Steelers because I think he's going to contribute to this team having one of the best defensive front four in the National Football League. I mean, don't forget, Malik Jackson is slated to come back, and he was supposed to be the big addition last year, and he suffered the foot injury. So if you think of Malik Jackson and you think of Javon Hargrave coming in, and he's a good player, and then you put him together with Fletcher Cox, certainly one of the best defensive players in the National Football League, and then you have Brandon Graham, and then hopefully you have a healthy Derek Barnett. I think this, this defensive line is going to be one of the best in football, and that will make things more manageable for the linebackers and for the safeties and corners. Certainly looks good on the defensive front. I guess one of the big questions remains with the wide receiver spot, not only about where to go from here, but what happens with some of the players. We know now Nelson Aguilar is, is in Las Vegas, so that leaves the questions about all Sean Jeffrey, and you have a deep draft coming up with certainly a lot of speed receivers. Where do you think they go from here as far as the wide receiver spot? Well, I think I thought all along that they were going to ignore free agency for the wide receivers and go straight to the draft. Uh, I've been covering this sport for a long time, and I can't remember the draft having as many enticing wide receivers as this one does. I mean, they're, they're unbelievable between Judy and Lamb and Ruggs. I mean, those three are exciting, and there are others. I mean, you could conceivably get a good, a really good wide receiver in the second round, maybe even in the third round. I'll give you a name. I put this on Twitter. And, and immediately got a lot of resistance because people say, I don't want another Southern Cal wide receiver. I don't want another Pac-12 wide receiver. You know what? I don't think it means anything where they go to school. I think that it, it depends on that particular player. 
And the guy who I like a little bit later is Michael Pittman. Pittman is tremendous. His dad played for Tampa in the NFL. He went to USC. He's 6'4", close to 230, very, very productive at USC. I watched him a lot. I'm not just going by draft guides and draft magazines. I watch a lot of college football on television, and I thought he was outstanding. I think he could be a dominating wide receiver. But there are others. This guy by the name of Jalen Rager. Uh, You might remember Monte Rager, who spent a short time with the Eagles as a defensive lineman or as a linebacker. And uh, this is his son. And he had a very productive career, I believe, at TCU. A very good player who can run. He's tough. He's a great route runner, great hands. He's another one, uh, naturally. They have enough draft choices, so they may even have to come up with another package to move forward and pick up somebody like Henry Ruggs. But it's going to be an exciting draft, and the Eagles are going to come away with at least one great wide receiver prospect as well as two. Do you think, Merrill, that ties into maybe the surprise that someone like DeAndre Hopkins was traded for what what seemed like a pretty good bargain for the Cardinals? I know Stephon Diggs got moved too, but uh, that someone that good was was able to be got the way he was by the Cardinals? Well, that tells you a couple of things. Uh, It tells you that, number one, Houston wasn't happy with him off the field. There had to be something going on between him and Bill O'Brien and the organization because he's too good to just be leaving in a strict football decision. Merrill, it is going to be strange to put the New England Patriots on this year while we wait for kickoff of the link or a day when the Eagles are off and not see Tom Brady. It'll be strange to see him certainly in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. Are you surprised as time edited in New England? How strange will it be to see him in a Tampa uniform this year? Very, very strange. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can't get over that, but he's a Tampa Bay Buck. Although I will say this. He's going to have a wonderful relationship with his head coach, a guy that I know very well, uh, a guy whose whose personality is so different than Bill Belichick, who, believe it or not, I mean, I I respect Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time. But there's nobody who's more fun to play for than Bruce Arians, the former Temple coach. He's a great guy, and I think he's simply going to give, toss the football out to Tom Brady and say, hey, do whatever you want. I think that's what he'll say to Tom Brady. And, and maybe before he tosses it to him, he'll even take a little air out of the ball to make him happy. <laughs> if he can get away with it, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> uh, it's so early now, but, I mean, the, the Cowboys um, talking about locking up Dak Prescott, the Giants and Redskins were kind of in shambles last year. Obviously, uh, the Redskins are going to get one of the top picks this year. How are you looking at early on the rest of the NFC East as we start to get set into the nitty-gritty of the offseason? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think the Cowboys are a good team. I mean, they're going to have Amari Cooper back. They're going to have a great offensive line. There's, there's Dak and there's Zeke. They're, they're going to be right in there. We know that. Uh, as far as the Giants are concerned, I don't really know a thing about Joe Judge other than that his roots are in this area. But I have no idea of knowing whether he's the next coming of John Harbaugh or the next coming of whoever you want to pick. We don't know. I, I don't know what kind of a head coach he is. Uh, and we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that organization does. I will tell you that the Giants have a good young quarterback. I think that Daniel Jones is really good. I was wondering when Giants fans were so down on that draft pick. I had watched him at Duke. He's a very good player who's only going to get better. They've got to be improved. 
far as the Redskins are concerned, I honestly never thought that Jay Gruden was the problem with that team. And I do know that Ron Rivera is a terrific coach, but I also know that they have an owner who has been a meddler from day one who couldn't even resurrect Bill Gibbs, a great Hall of Fame coach who had won three Super Bowls for the Redskins. So who knows? I mean, if, if, he, if, if Snyder stays totally out of it, and lets Ron Rivera run that team, they'll be good. But they have decisions to make, and we'll see what happens with their quarterback situation. And, Merrill, getting back to the Eagles again, a lot of people wonder, whoa, when you're not being a sentimental and letting some veterans like Malcolm Jenkins go, is it, I don't want to use the word rebuild, but is it a retool? Can they take, I don't even want to say a step back, but can they change their philosophy, so to speak, and still be right in the thick of things next oh, year? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. They haven't, they haven't wrecked this team. This has not been a rebuilding process. Uh, yes, they did let Malcolm Jenkins, a very good football player, go. But he is 32 years old, and I thought last year, and I think everyone thought when they looked at this roster, it was getting old. But they didn't take it apart to the point where uh, they, they let a lot of key pieces go. Uh, as far as Jason Peters is concerned, uh, look, we all love Jason Peters. And for all I know, he could end up back here if he doesn't like what he sees in free agency at a reduced deal. But regardless, there are times when you have to move on. I think one of the greatest coaches in the history of this franchise was Dick Vermeil. And I, I still think he is an amazing person and an amazing football man. But I think if you were to talk to Dick Vermeil, and sit down with him and say, Dick, if you could do anything, anything over again, what would it be? And he would probably say, I would have put some of my sentiment aside and moved people on before they got old. You've got to have that refurbishment from time to time. A football team has to bring in young talent constantly, and you cannot fall in love with players no matter how good they are. I think everyone was upset when the Eagles let Brian Dawkins go, including me. But Brian Dawkins at that point was way past his prime. He struggled. The first time he came back with the Denver Broncos, Brent Seller took him to lunch with two touchdown receptions, ran him around the field. His coverage skills had gone. And I think the worst thing was that the Eagles didn't handle the whole departure respectfully enough with Joe Banner and the way that Andy, who I love, said at the press conference when someone asked about Dawkins, this is Stacey Andrews' day, because they were signing uh, Stacey Andrews, Sean Andrews' brother. But I think the way they handled it was kind of callous. And I think Joe Banner and Andy Reid would come back right now and say, we did a terrible job of that. But you have to move on. And it doesn't matter how good that player is, there can be that kind of sentiment. We'd all like to see Jenkins retire as an eagle. We'd all like to see Dawkins have retired as an Eagle. We would have loved to have seen the late Reggie White retire as an Eagle. But those things rarely happen anymore. And if you're going to stay at the top, you've got to make moves constantly, and you've got to keep the age of that team more in the 20s than in the 30s. Well, Merrill, it was great to get a football break a bit this week from this terrible situation, of course, we're dealing with. Glad to hear, of course, you and the family are safe. 
Uh, let's cross our fingers and hope that we do what we have to do and we can get past this thing and we'll all be at training camp together in July. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, again, stay safe and let's hope we're talking more football and we can get set for games in the not-too-distant future. Same, same to you, Ed. Same to your family. And, and let's hope that the that this thing ends in the near future. I don't know. None of us know how long it's going to take, but I, I look forward to the day that I hear the, the news report come out that the amount of cases is down and that the curve is flattening out and that we are heading toward an end. Absolutely. Merrill, thank you so much again. Please stay safe. We'll, we'll hopefully see you in the summer. Okay. Ed, take care. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. There he is, the one and only Merrill Reese, Hall of Famer, Eagles Hall of Famer. I, I like how Merrill was talking about the Brian Dawkins situation because that is something that has been brought up a lot with the Malcolm Jenkins move. What's the rule about the NFL? You don't pay for past performance. You pay what's ahead. Malcolm Jenkins will be 33 in December. And even though he's lost some speed, we know how productive he is, and I bet he will have a good year this year in New Orleans. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had two good years in New Orleans. But you are fearful when a player is turning 33 in December that you're going to continue to have those good years. And how much money do you want to commit to that player? And that's, as Merle alluded to, it's hard because Malcolm meant so much to this franchise on or off the field. So did Brian Dawkins. So did some of the other players that have to say goodbye. And he alluded to the fact that it really was not handled well when Brian Dawkins left. When when they said it was Stacey Andrews, Dan, of course, we know how well Stacey Andrews worked out here. So it is tough. Everybody loved Malcolm Jenkins here, and I think the thing I can say the best thing about him off the field, Malcolm Jenkins, when the protests were going on, even if you felt, well, you really wish it wouldn't happen during the National Anthem, if you felt that way, some people do it just to do it. For Malcolm Jenkins, there was always a purpose. Even if you disagree with it some of the time, you respected the fact that he was trying to bring about change, and he did. He was so active in this community, active on a national level, trying to help with social justice, and I think for that, he has everyone's everlasting respect for someone who's really made a difference it bothers me sometimes when i hear stories about the the terrible things that some nfl players have been caught doing the legal stuff particularly in the domestic situation and people around the country who aren't football fans say oh it's another nfl player and the late night jokes come around you know what there are so many good stories Malcolm Jenkins. We go on Brent Selleck and his wife, all the charity work they're do, uh, the work they did, and and Zach Ertz and his wife. All the all the stuff they do, past Eagles, current Eagles, really is something to behold. Opening up the phone lines now that we've heard from Merrill two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I know Adrian's on hold. Violent will hear from him. When we come back. Much more to come. Talking Eagles as we continue to hunker down and stay safe. WIP Sports Time is seven twenty. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 